Praise the Lord and welcome to Weekly Message here at World Gospel Mission Church. Today's date is April 25th, 2021. I'm glad you can join us here today. Let's all begin with Meditation of the Week from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today's message comes from Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 24 and 25. John, chapter 5, verse 24 and 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Christians who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive eternal life. That's where the dead spirit are born again by the Holy Spirit and the living soul that was cleaved to the dead body, this flesh body, will no longer go to hell but go to heaven. Man was formed in the image of God, but by sinning, through Adam and Eve, the first man, the body began to grow old and eventually unto death. Also the spirit received through the breath of God had went away and it died. So the man could no longer communicate with God of spirit. Understanding this, King David found that his living soul was cleaved unto his dead body due to sin and that unless his soul is separated from his dusty body to receive life, 
he will face eternal death in hell with his body forever. He prayed to God, saying this in Psalm 119, verse 25, My soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. Another place in the Bible, uh, in the book of Hebrews, we also get to see the separation of soul, spirit, and body through the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 testifies this, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, when people hear um, judgmental words, which is the word for discernment, discerning things, um, the Bible criticizes you, not the person reading it. Another way to put it, don't look at the person or or hear them, hear their voice. Imagine this, if Jesus was right here in front of you reading the same text, would you get mad at him? Okay, moving on to the main message. When Apostle Paul wrote to the saints in Colossae, he testified of the salvation of the soul to be separated from the mortal body through the circumcision of Christ. Colossians 2 verse 11, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Apostle Peter also testified of the salvation that Christians receive by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, saying, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. He said this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. God sent his only begotten Son into the world to die and to take away the sin of the world, then to be buried, and then to be risen again on the third day, to save the souls of those who believe in him from sin, to breathe the Spirit, which is the breath of life of God. You know, when God made Adam you know, from dirt, he molded him personally, and then he breathed his Spirit through his nostrils. This is in Genesis 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So we are living souls. This outer skin, this outer body is not you. That's not what defines you. This is just a shell. This is a casing that will rot eventually. So today's main topic concerns um, the salvation, right? We call it rapture, but in the Bible specifically um, tells about the day, which is day of Christ. That's when you get this, um, the body that ages, that aches, that hurt, you know, that gets hurt, that's damaged when you uh, get injured, whatever it may be. This is a corruptible body. Adam and Eve originally had incorruptible body. He had created man in perfection. Perfect soul, perfect body, and perfect spirit. 
you know, just like God himself. The Holy Trinity. Everything was perfect. Until sin happened. And the rest is history. Like, you know, we, you and I see, we still carry this body. You know, we'll talk about this more in the, uh, as, as we go. So continuing back to the main message, God restores the image of God by allowing the dead spirit, which was lost in Adam and Eve days, to be resurrected and the dead body of sin to be put on a new body that is immortal and incorruptible. So that's what Adam and Eve originally had, and that's what he wants for us saved children of God. That's all we're missing, just the body that never gets old, never gets destroyed. Although the spirit is regenerated by the Holy Spirit and the soul receives eternal life, the body still dies due to the sin in the DNA, just like we talked about earlier, and is corrupted in the grave. You know, body still rots. Doesn't matter where you bury. So, we'll break it down. The first stage of salvation of Christian is salvation from sin. However, since the body of sin still has to live here on earth until the moment of physical death, the second stage of salvation is salvation from the power of sins through the words of God and the Holy Spirit. This is why daily reading, uh, meditating on the word of God is essential. This is your armor the armor of God. This has your sword, this has your shoes, your shield. Because once you're saved, the devil is going to try to pull you back into his world. Through the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. And Apostle John warned us about those three big things. Everything that um, you can think of, well, what, what about this? What about X, Y, Z? What about one, two, three? Everything fits in those three categories. Lust of eyes? Does it look good? Do you want it? It's lust of the flesh. Does that guy or girl look good to you, even though she's not yours or he's not yours, not your spouse? And pride of life. You know, I've achieved this much in my life. You know, I'm somebody, quote unquote, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, recognize me. It's a secret pride that you have. You don't, you may not necessarily tell it to everybody. You know, you may not be outspoken about it. And yet you have it in you. You may or may not have it, you know, it, it, but that's still pride of life. Your personal achievements, you want to be recognized. You're, you're this high in your life. You're better than somebody. So that was the second stage. Then the final stage of salvation is total separation from sins in the world in the day of Christ. That's rapture. We're out of here. They're putting on an immortal and incorruptible body. So in other words, the final stage of salvation is to leave this sinful world before the great tribulation starts. We'll talk about the uh, what people 
um, argue about is it pre, mid, or post-tribulation rapture. We'll get to that later. Jesus said, Jesus said that one day when he returns, the body of those who hear his voice shall be resurrected. He spoke of what will happen on the day of rapture, the day of Christ. John 5, 25, we read earlier, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. An apostle Paul testified of the resurrection of the body of Christian in the future. He referred it as the redemption of the body. Uh, two different places. So first in Romans 8, 22 and 23, verses 22 and 23. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. So, even though you're saved, we still live in this imperfect body. You know, people might have missing limbs, might be in wheelchairs still. Uh, might be using crutches, might have this, um, whatever it may be, the body is not perfect for everyone. No matter race, age, gender, doesn't matter. It hurts. You know, you wait, as you get older, you know, you start having aches here and there, joint problems, etc. So as a Christian, You look for that day when Christ um, comes to pick up his church, not the building, but his bride, the saved Christians who look forward to meeting Jesus in the air personally. It says so in the Bible. Okay, so next in Ephesians 1, uh, verse 13 and 14, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So Christian, who has been forgiven of sins through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, their spirit has been regenerated, and their soul is saved. So once again, soul is you. That's what defines you. Living in the hope of seeing the day when Christ's return to transform into a glorious, immortal, and incorruptible body. Once again, so you can base it like this. This is like a Superman body. You'll never grow old. No more pain and suffering. Don't have to rely on um, medicine or whatever that you might be using right now. Free from it. Perfect 
the way God intended to be. That is the day of Christ, when the body of Christians are to be resurrected when Christ returns. Whether they are in the grave, dead people, or still living. That is the day when God completes the salvation planned for 6,000 years through His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And is the day of glory when restoring sinners who lost the image of God due to the devil. For this reason, Apostle Paul testified of, of it as a mystery of what is happening in that day, and eagerly testified that this mystery must be known. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 53. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, sleeping as in um, dead, dying, not sleeping in your bed, taking a nap. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So that's a specific order also. Dead Christians first, and then those who are still alive when Jesus Christ calls. So, two different levels. But the same day. Apostle Paul testified that Jesus Christ will bring the spirits and souls of saints who died in Christ on the day of the rapture, the day of Christ. He wrote to the members of the Thessalonica church who were eagerly waiting for the day of Christ, the resurrection of the body. He testified that Christ is going to have their spirit and souls to be united with their bodies once more. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 14, 16, and 17. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, uh, dead people once again, sleep, will God bring with him. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So here's the testimony. So first the dead people, first they'll rise out of the grave, and then those who are still alive, we change. And we all get sucked up into the heaven where Jesus is. The Bible tells us when the day of the rapture, the day of Christ, will be through the times and the seasons, although we don't know the exact day or the hour. Some may ask, so this is the uh, explanation. Some may ask, will it be before the Great Tribulation? 
some may call it the pre-trib, or will it be during the Great Tribulation? Or will it be at the end of the Great Tribulation? There are people who argue for the time of the rapture, the day of Christ. Of course, the Bible testifies that there are some people who rapture in, in the Great Tribulation or thereafter, so during and after. The 144,000 Jews and the two witnesses raptured during the tribulation. Then we have those who are martyred um, through beheadings. They rapture at the end of the Great Tribulation. But what we need to know for sure is that Christians who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ in the age of grace, that's today, and are born again by the Holy Spirit have nothing to do with the Great Tribulation. Holy Ghost prophesied about the Great Tribulation through the prophets Jeremiah and Daniel. Prophet Jeremiah spoke of these days as Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah 30, uh, verse 7. This is the final opportunity for the Jews to be saved in the last week. The seven years of the 70 weeks foretold by prophet Daniel in Daniel 9, verse 24 through 27. Therefore, the great tribulation period is the days when the unsaved Jews and Gentiles are given the last chance to be saved in the midst of the suffering. The Bible says that these days are called the last days according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. I see many people misunderstanding the term, uh, quote, saints, that appear during the Great Tribulation uh, as New Testament Christian saints. These saints are the Jewish saints. During the Great Tribulation period, the Church of God has already raptured and moved to heaven we're out of here we're not here on earth therefore the word church does not appear anywhere after revelation chapter 3 the first three chapters of revelation are the record of the church age however once we enter chapter 4 in revelation we can see from the witness of apostle john that there will be rapture just after the end of the church age Revelation 4, verse 1 through 3, John said this, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Until now we have learned from the Bible that what happens in the day of the rapture, the day of Christ, is the day when the Christian body is resurrected. Then we need to know how the Bible says when this day will come. 
even if we don't know the exact day and the exact hour, the Bible tells us about the times and the seasons. Through Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit informed the members of the Thessalonica church that they are eagerly waiting for this day in the midst of persecution. First and second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three and four. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that men of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then next in Verse 6 and 7. And now ye know that withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Apostasy has reached this, its maximum level. There is no more to add on to this apostasy. It's maxed out. As most of the churches around the world have forsaken this only Savior and Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, because they have fallen apart by uniting with Roman Catholics, who lead the way for groups such as the WCC, World Council of Churches, the WEA, World Evangelical Alliance, NCCK, National Council of Churches in Korea, and also integrating with all other religions, just jumbling it into a big mess, such as um, one example is Chrislam. That's Christianity, Christianity and Islam jumbled into one. That doesn't work. Also, the preparations for the building of the third temple in Israel, they're ready to go. They're set. There is someone withholding, as you may know who he is. But sooner or later, if he is removed, the Antichrist will appear. And at the same time, the day of Christ, the day of rapture will appear before us. This day will be glorious day. To redeem our bodies. My dear friend, if you have not received Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior by now, today's the day. We start by admitting that you're a sinner. We are all sinners here. Romans 3, verse 23 For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Next, believe the gospel. Believe in your heart. You have to deeply, you have to like believe it, believe it, you know. Just don't put it in your head. Know it. Knowing and believing is two different things. That Jesus Christ died for your sins. You have to believe that. This is the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 and 4. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried 
and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. I also want to add this. It's not something that we can add or contribute um, to receiving the grace, to salvation. Only Jesus has the power through shedding his blood. We can't do anything for it. We can't help him. You know, it may sound like we're, you know, humble or sounds very nice to human ears. But God doesn't see it that way. Because salvation is a gift. It's not something that we work towards to. Uh, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. You know, every word of God is effective to those who believe. You know, as I'm recording, I'm just simply a voice behind a microphone testing, testifying the word of God here. First um, Thessalonians 2, verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And then finally confess that Jesus Christ paid your debt. A quick prayer, such like this, is all you need. Um, open your heart so that the Lord Jesus Christ can enter and be with you and guide you always. Um, Lord, forgive me for not believing you. I am a sinner and I believe in your blood. That washed away my sins forever. I open to I open my heart to invite you to lead me while I read the Holy Bible, and also everything I do and everywhere I go. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. That's it. You know, waking up tomorrow is not a guarantee for anyone, let alone next five minutes. The day of salvation is today and right now. I hope you receive Jesus today. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word today. May your anointing and blessing be upon each and every listener of this message so that they may receive all your words. Testify today, be received as the way, the truth, and the life everlasting. May all the listeners experience the power within your word. Father, also bless and sanctify the listeners who receive Lord and Savior Jesus today. Please guide and lead them as they read the Bible and hear your word of truth. Also on other recordings of this podcast. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One quick note before we close out. Um, our podcast, you can find them. If you're an Apple user, we have podcasts. You can search for WGM Church English Messages. Um, same keyword also on Podbean app, Spotify, and also on YouTube. And our website is WGMI.org. God bless and have a wonderful week.